First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Two words, verse 16, rejoice always. Verse 17, two, pray continually. 18, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for your precious word. And we thank you for sustaining us by it. We don't live by bread. We're about to break bread together, but we know we truly live by your word that comes forth from your mouth. And so sustain us, build us up, strengthen us, Lord, in your word today. I pray you would transform us from the inside out. Give us ears to hear what you are saying. What is God's will for my life? It's questions I've asked a thousand times. We've all asked God, what is your will for my life? And we have clearly here God's will for our life. This verse helps me to understand when I deviate from his will. When am I in God's will? When I'm rejoicing, when I'm praying, and when I'm giving thanks in all circumstances. The moment I begin to grumble and murmur and complain is the moment I know, according to the word of God, that I have stepped out of God's perfect will for my life. Every time complaining comes from my mouth. And instead of praying, I begin proclaiming negativity. Instead of seeking the Lord and asking Him, I begin to proclaim what it is that I want to be happening apart from the Lord. I know God's will for my life, pure and simple. And I also know when I step out of God's will for my life. Well, this issue of prayer that we're talking about today is so intricately linked to thanksgiving that I just feel like we need to flesh this out just for a moment. So hear me if you would. Give me, give me your ear just for a few more minutes here and go with me to Romans chapter one. We were there last week. In Romans chapter 1, we talked about mutual encouragement, how we build each other's faith. We talked about being built up into Christ Jesus and going to knowing Him. Starts with being encouraged in heart and united in love. Well, here we're in the second half of Romans chapter 1 this week. Romans 1, 18 talks about godlessness. It says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people. Then it has some, some amazing phraseology to go along with this. It says they suppress the truth through their wickedness. And why they do this is because what's made known about God, what may be known is made plain to them because God's made it plain. Then they go in to talk about his, his eternal qualities. It's divine attributes are made clearly known through creation, through what God has made People in their godlessness should know him, but they choose not to. They're without excuse. In verse 21, it says, For although they knew God, they had knowledge of him, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. 
And so godlessness, as it's described in Romans chapter 1, interestingly enough, leads, it, to, it leads us to the understanding that godless people fail to give him thanks that he deserves. So there's an absence, there's a lack of thanksgiving in godlessness. And so the world is refusing to say thank you for sending your son to die. Thank you for providing an opportunity out of eternal damnation into eternal bliss. The world is passing him by and refuses to give him thanks, even though they should. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Knowledge is not enough. Knowledge has to lead to loving God via thanksgiving and giving him glory that he deserves. Well, there's an absence in godlessness of thanksgiving. If you go to your right to Jude, which is right before Revelation. If you go to your right, Jude talks six times about godlessness. And it also has some amazing language about wickedness and and what it looks like when people live godless lives. Six different times out of 25 verses, ungodliness, ungodly acts, ungodly sinners. And you get to verse 15 in Jude, chapter 0. And it says that, See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones, verse 14, verse 15, to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly, number one, of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed, number two, in such an ungodly way, number three, and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. He really hammers it home here. What I'm trying to talk to you about is ungodliness, he says. This is what people do. This is how ungodly people act. Look what he says right after that. He sums it up in verse 16. Of all the wicked things he could say, he says in verse 16, these people are grumblers. They're murmurers. They're complainers. They are blamers of their lot is one definition. They're not happy with what they've been given. Ungodly people, this is how they talk. This is how they act. They grumble. What kept Israel out of the promised land? Unbelief. What was the manifestation of their unbelief, everybody? Just grumbling, just complaining, pouring forth from that. Did God bring us out here to bury us in the desert? We could have gone back and had garlic and meat. It. We could have stayed in Egypt, would have been better. Constantly grumbling. That is how he sums up ungodliness. So in Romans chapter one, there's an absence of thanksgiving with ungodliness. In Jude 14, 15, there's the presence of complaining in ungodliness. Well, this is a serious issue, I think, for us because it carries such weight in the Lord's heart. It provokes his heart in such a way, grumbling and complaining, there was a release of snakes among the Israelites, right? But thanksgiving, humble gratitude, releases grace from his heart in a powerful way. Well, it says later on in Jude, it talks about ungodly people, and he says, but you, in verse 20, but you, dear friends, that's them, but you, this is for you people, y'all church, But you, brothers and sisters, 
by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal love, eternal life. They are this way, grumblers, fault finders. There's the presence of that in their life. But you godly people, children of God, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love. Now, if I preach a sermon today and you hear me say today, you should be more thankful then I have completely lost and we have not made any progress because you didn't need to come here today to hear me tell you to be more thankful because we all know we need to be more thankful. Bumper stickers tell us this, memes say. The question is, what do I have to do in order to be continually thankful to live in God's will for my life? Rejoice, how often? Always. Give thanks in how many circumstances? Every circumstance. How do I do that? Because in my nature, in the flesh, I'm a grumbler. I'm a complainer. I am glass half full guy, right? How do I do that? That's the real issue on the table. Not that it's the tree of knowledge and good and evil says this is good to be thankful and it's evil to complain. We know that. How do we do it? What do we tap into as believers to live in God's will? If it's God's will, is it possible for you and I to do it? Yes or no? Absolutely it is. When he says rejoice always, be thankful in all circumstances, you better believe he'll back up that command in scripture. How do we do it? Well, I'd like to tell you. Take a left to Colossians. Real quick, Colossians chapter two. This is where rubber meets the road here, guys. There's not enough dessert back there for you. Somebody eats your favorite one. It's like, Crying out loud, people stealing my stuff. Practicing right now. Not going to complain. Listen, Colossians chapter 2. Listen to me. So then, just as you believers received Christ Jesus as Savior? No. Just as you believers received Christ Jesus as Lord, the King, the Boss, Continue to walk in him. Continue to live your lives in him. How? Well, you're rooted down deep and you're built up in him and you're strengthened and established in the faith as you were taught. All of this results in what? Abounding in thanksgiving. All of this being rooted in Christ Jesus and built up in him results in you and me being a thankful people with our mouth. Well, real quick, how did you and I receive Christ Jesus as Lord? And Ephesians 2 tells us, we were saved by grace through faith. Say it with me. By grace through, one more time, by grace through faith. And this is not of yourselves. This is a gift of God, lest anyone should boast. We were saved. I received Christ Jesus as Lord by grace. What does that mean? God's unmerited favor. God dispensed himself to me in the person of Christ Jesus. That's grace. I I totally didn't deserve it. By grace, I was saved. But what channel did God dispense himself to me? What was the funnel that it came down into me? 
It was through faith. And what is faith? Faith is a substantiation of invisible things, right? It's, it's the substantiation of things hoped for, the belief in the existence of things unseen. So follow me here real quick. It's by grace that Jesus became Lord, but it was through my faith. And so my substantiation of the free gift of God is how this whole thing works. In the same way, live your lives on Monday, Christian, just like this. By grace, through faith, in his finished work inside of me. My grandma and grandpa died in 2019, 36 hours apart from each other. 20 grandkids. They had $100,000 and they divided it up between all 20 grandkids. We each got 5,000 bucks a piece for our inheritance. It's not a lot of money in some ways, but in some ways, you don't want to miss that check. I received that check because of their love for me. When I received that check, I was blessed, yes? But it did me zero good unless I got that grace and did something with it. I took this check that was not $5,000. It was a piece of paper that had the bank name, their name, and the signature on it. It was not $5,000. It represented $5,000 though, yes? And so I had faith in their good name, their credit at the bank. I had faith that Commerce Bank was going to be standing when I showed up to cash that check. And I had faith to believe what I didn't even see, that there would be a transaction. I would get my $5,000. That wasn't difficult for me. But it was useless to me unless I put it into effect through my faith. Yes? And so I cashed the check. I got $5,000 United States dollars. I have eight kids that paid for our groceries that week. But it worked, right? It helped. So, so we've got a God that's given us the vault. He's given us everything. And so how I stepped into the kingdom was by grace through faith. How I live my life, that's what I'm trying to get to. How do I be thankful when my spouse is not who I want them to be? When my boss is kind of a jerk? When my coworkers are constantly grating on my nerves. When I'm depressed, when my pastor's not who I want him to be, careful. When my kids are in trouble, how do I give thanks? Well, you do that in and through Christ Jesus because the Holy Spirit in me is joyful, yes? Holy Spirit in me is never having a bad day, is he? In you. He's love, he's joy, he's completely at peace all the time. He's patient, he's kind, he's good, he's faithful, he's gentle, he's self-controlled. And so I believe by, by grace through faith that I got that in me and I tap in and I say, I don't feel thankful today, God, but I get my mouth moving, so powerful. That was such a powerful word. I get my mouth moving and that rudder directs the ship, doesn't it? Right? I, I stop grumbling and complaining and I say, thank you God that I have health today. I thank you on Monday that I have a job that go, that, to go to. I thank you Father for my spouse and our years together. I thank you for my children. And I just start naming my blessings one by one. And I built up in my holy faith. 
It might not happen in that moment, but I promise you it will happen. Ephesians 4 and 5, we talked about that earlier. As we give thanks and sing and praise, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. I promise you guys this will happen. Substantiation of invisible things. Charles Spurgeon says, the man or the woman that's like this is happy and he makes other people happy. And so he says, in that way, with a thankful mindset, you can take up a bit of bread and a cup of cold water and say with the poor Puritan, what, all this and Christ too? I'm filthy rich. I've won the lottery in Christ Jesus and I get bread and water. Are you kidding me? Everything I need is in Christ Jesus. And then, oh, I've got this job too, even though it's weak and little. And I've got Christ Jesus and I've got a bed to sleep in. Thank you, God. We're happy and we make other people happy around us. I cannot be thankful. That's the truth. If I was able to be thankful, Jesus didn't need to come and die on the cross, just like every other thing in my Christian life. If I was able to rejoice always and to give thanks in all circumstances, what do I need Jesus for? That's the whole point. I'm weak, but he is strong. And so I tap into his strength and I say, Lord Jesus, I do not feel thankful, but I know you're thankful in me. Remind me. And so I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Joshua 17, the, I won't, we won't go there and read this, but the children of Israel were dividing up their inheritance. And the people of Ephraim and Manasseh, Joseph's son, says, our inheritance is too small. What I really wish you would do, Joshua, is give us more. We only got one lot, and we're a, a big tribe, and we're a fruitful tribe. And so Joshua, give us more than what we have right now. And Joshua gets a Solomon-like word of wisdom. Go look it up in Joshua 17. He gets a Solomon-like word of wisdom, and he says this. He says, Ephraim, Manasseh, you're right. You are powerful. You are fruitful, and you're a mighty people. Therefore, go clear out the forests where the enemies are in your land, and then you'll have more room. And they said, no, 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 no. There's chariots of steel there. We don't want to do that. We don't want to go do that. And Joshua says, you can do it. Go clear out the enemies from your land and then you'll have more room. And what I love about that story is that our lot that the Lord gave you and gave me is specifically identified to us. Did you know each one of you have an inheritance in Christ Jesus? You have a sphere of influence. No matter how big or small, we all have a platform. We all have a stage. And so much of the time I'm like, Give me what that guy has or what that lady has or that anointing or that platform. Because if I just got that, then things would be better. Then I could really do something for the Lord. And Joshua, Jesus, our Savior, looks at us and he says, you go kick the enemy out of what I've already given you and then you'll have more. You go clear the forests out. Your marriage is tough. Addiction issues. Your children's tough. All of that. Go clear it out. Rejoice in your lot. Don't complain about your lot. Rejoice in it and see what happens. See if the Lord doesn't meet you there and expand your territory when you go down deep instead of trying to get out of what he's put you in. Amen?
So we want to rejoice together. We want to be non-complainers. Sounds like we burned, smells like we burned some food back there. Don't complain about the burnt food. Let's stand up together, guys. Lord, so thankful for you. I pray that you would help us, Lord. Lord Jesus, be thankful in and through us. Make us a people who are happy of heart, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would teach us what it means to tap into this joy that we have been given. I pray everyone in here, Lord, whatever enemy is in the land that they've been allotted, Lord, whatever forests are there coming up against them, I pray breakthrough. I pray for a pushing back, Lord. And I pray for that greater inheritance to be theirs. I thank you, Father, for this morning and all that you've accomplished here, Lord. And we just believe in you. We believe in your goodness to us. Make us like you. Transform us from the inside out, we pray in Jesus' precious name. And bless this food. Amen and amen. Amen.